0: Hello guys, and thank you for listening and watching another episode of Live Free Podcast, where I talk about living a life of freedom, rest, and expansion in Christ Jesus. I have a powerful word, a rhema word, and a Logos word from the from the Lord today. And I'm going to be speaking, as you can see from the thumbnail, about the rise of the Josephs. Josephs, a rise to power. We're going to be talking about the wealth transfer as it relates to the cryptocurrency, Um, also just as it relates to the kingdom perspective and the wisdom that I think God wants me to impart and to share today with you guys regarding, um, what he is doing in this hour and in this season. And I said what he is doing in this hour and this season, because it's already here, it's upon us. It is actually in motion. So I'm going to be speaking from the perspective of promotion, from the perspective of Joseph's and who Joseph was. Um, So as we look at the book of Genesis in verse, chapter 41, verses 37, that's exactly where I want to hone in on. I don't want to go to the part where, if you know the story of Joseph, it talked about his uh, struggle, his um, um, brothers and selling him into slavery and all of the horrible things that he went through, right? And the suffering that he went through, the rejection, I don't want to start right there. God has been dealing with me about this uh, particular scripture for the last three weeks um, pertaining to promotion and the arise of position in your authority in the kingdom of God as it relates to power, as it relates to wealth, as it relates to obedience. So let's get into it. So in the book of Genesis, we see in chapter 41, verse 37, and I'm also going to be sharing a dream with you guys as well. That's actually a part of this whole um, this whole word that God wants me to bring forth. So in chapter 30, 41, verses 37, um, Joseph's rise to power. Let's read it. So the, the advice was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. And Pharaoh said to his servants, can we find such a one as this, a man in whom is the spirit of God? Verse 39, then Pharaoh said to Joseph, "Inasmuch as God has shown you all this, there is no one as discerning and wise as you. You shall be over my house, and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. Only in regard to the throne will I be greater than you. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, See, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. This is the part I want to hone in on, guys. Verses 42. Then Pharaoh took his signet ring off and hand off his hand and put it on Joseph's hand. And he clothed him in garments of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck. And he had him ride in the second chariot, which he had. And they cried out before him, bow the knee. So he set him over all the land of Egypt. Pharaoh also said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh and without your consent, no man may lift his hand or foot in all the land of Egypt. Verse 45, and Pharaoh called Joseph's name, Zepanath, hopefully I'm pronouncing it right. And he gave him as a wife, Asenath, the daughter of Patei priest of On. So Joseph went out over all the land of Egypt. Then I want to go to verse 46. It says, Joseph was 30 years old when he stood before Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. And Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh and he went throughout all the land of Egypt. Now in the seven plentiful years, the ground brought forth abundantly. So he gathered up all the food of the seven years, which were in the land of Egypt. And he laid up the food in the cities. He laid up in every city, the food of the fields which surrounded him. Joseph gathered very much grain and the, as the sea of the land sand of the sea until he stopped counting for it was immeasurable and then I want to skip on down I want to go to um, down to the bottom here where it talks about um, the seven years of famine so 53 says then the seven years of plenty which were in the land of Egypt ended and the seven years of famine became, began to come as Joseph had said the famine was in all the lands but in all the land of Egypt there was bread and i want to stop right there god is speaking to the josephs this is a season and this is a time for the josephs to arise to arise to power to arise to authority to arise to take dominion over the land that god has shown you There's a lot of you in your family. Let's look at the character of Joseph. Joseph was a man of integrity. He was a man of wisdom and revelation that God flowed through. He had a a vessel to flow through. And he was a man that did not compromise the truth for the sake of peace. He did not compromise the gospel. And as a result of him going through uh, the making of a prophet, and this is, this is what I talked about in my last video. Prophets are not, are born because you have the gifts, but prophets are made. And that's the part people don't want. They want the gift, but they don't, they don't want the process. They're us fire. So this is a season that God is going to use the people that are in the background, he's bringing to the foreground. He's raised up some Josephs on the backside of the desert that is coming forth in this hour. And this is a time that God is saying that he's putting his signet ring on you. What does that mean? The Bible talks about signet rings in various different books of the Bible. And the signet ring, what God was showing me with this was, this is a seal of God's approval and authority over your life. That you have been marked by the Most High God. That there's always a Joseph, God says, in the house. God will raise up one person out of the house to bring up the others, to impart, to be a prophet sometimes to their families. He will always raise up and you would know that you are Joseph based on your lifestyle, right? Based on what you've gone through, based on how you're being rejected, based on how you have kept the word of the Lord in your heart that you may not sin against him, based on the trials, and the refiner's fire, because we know that even though things happen to us, God allows it to refine us, to fine tune us, so that when we do rise to power, we won't lose what he has given us, and we be, we will be able to steward and to glorify him through our lifestyle instead of squandering it or losing it all. So that signet ring and that seal of approval is vitally important because a lot of people are going to be mixed in. You're going to have some real Josephs, and you're going to have some artificially uh, artificial Josephs, right? And you're going to have to know which one, which person, really has the seal of God's approval versus the person that is having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. The power thereof is the power to change. The power to forgive, the power to live for God, the power to obey God when he puts something in your hand and he tells you what to do with it. That's the power thereof. That's the power that they deny, that some people will deny. They will have the gift, but the power is not there. The power is not there because they have iniquity in their hearts. So God is raising up the real Josephs, right? God is raising up the ones and how you're going to know is God says he's going to put His stamp of approval on them. You're going to know them by the spirit of the Lord and your spirit is going to bear witness with that person but God has been fine tuning and he has been um making and refining and reshaping the Josephs in this hour because this is an hour and this is a season and time that God is going to use the people that he has been working with in the background to bring to the foreground to use them to be a blessing to the body of Christ and to be a blessing to people that that are not a part of the body of Christ the blessings are not just for the body of Christ the birth the blessings is just for guess what whoever he tells you to give it to. And that's going to be vitally important in this season, in this hour, because the instruction and the wisdom that Joseph had, it came from God. The interpretations of dreams, they come from God. God is the giver of dreams, and he's also the interpreter of the dreams. So unless we get the information and the revelation from God, then we're prophesying and we're revealing things from the flesh. So I'm going to read a dream here in just a second that I had regarding the um, wealth-transferring cryptocurrency. So as we go and we look at the signet ring, we want to know what does a signet ring, what it symbolized. So, well, back in the day, ancient kings used signet rings to designate authority and honor and ownership. A signet contained an emblem unique to the king. Hmm, the blood of Jesus. Official documents were sealed with a dollop of soft wax impressed with the king's signet. Usually kept on a ring on his finger. Such a seal certified the document as genuine. Did not just say you're gonna know who's the real deal and who's faking the phone. So it's certified as a, a as a, a the, the ring signifies a certification of something that is genuine much like a notary, notary republic stamp in this day and time. So if you've ever seen a notary republic stamp, you know that that's a seal that cannot be imitated, duplicated. It's a seal, you know, and it's legit. So we see this throughout the Bible in different places. We even see this in the book of Daniel. We see God talks about the signet ring and Daniel. We see that God talks about, um, um, Daniel 6 and 17, and a stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet and the signet of his lords, that nothing might be changed concerning Daniel. And then if we go to the book of Esther, 8 and 8, chapter 8, verse 8, we see, um, it says, but you may write as you please with regard to the Jews in the name of the king and to seal it with the king's ring for it, for an." edict written in the name of the king and sealed with the king's ring cannot be revoked. So God says, it's saying in this day and hour that once he put his seal on you, baby, it cannot be revoked that you are his, that he is putting you in a position of authority and putting you in a position of promotion in this hour. Haggai 2 and 22 says the exact same thing. I don't know about you, but I do see uh, 2, 22, 2 and 22 a lot. So it says, and to overthrow, The throne of kingdoms. I'm about to destroy the strength of the kingdoms of the nations and overthrow the chariots and their riders, and the horses and their riders shall go down, everyone by the sword of his brother. So God talks about kingdoms. He talks about Zerubbabel, you know, when he talked about um putting using him as a signet of the Lord's signet ring, and this is vitally important. So As I go down and I look here, God has given me a prophetic word as well. And I'm going to read that first. And he said, Joseph's season is here. God is positioning you to your position and he's putting his stamp, his seal with his signet ring on you. Some of you have been and are still being deployed into new territories, locations for what is coming. God wants a preparedness and a readiness offensive position, spiritually and physically. New geographic locations and territories is a spiritual deployment, says God. Some have already turned back and retreated, but most are not. So there has been some people that have been Deployed, but has uh, decided that they would go back and retreat because they didn't like the place that they were in because they didn't like where God put them because they didn't like the new thing that God was doing. So as a result, they went back. But there are some Josephs that has came in the, you know, on the scene that God has put his seal on. See, this is how you know who God has put his seal on because they are men and women of integrity, men and women of obedience to his word, and men and women that are sold out to the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And this is a time and season that we have got to be obedience has got to be in play at the fullest because a lot of people, and he I'm gonna talk about this in just a second. A lot of people will lose what God has given them because their allegiance are not to Him, their allegiance are to popularity, to titles. Their allegiance are to everything but God. I did a teaching um, uh, months or maybe a year ago called Pay Attention. And it relates to the wealth transfer and it relates to prophetic instruction. Pay attention. Do not be deceived. Do not be hoodwinked. God cannot be mocked. Okay. So pay attention in this season because God is going to give you divine and strategic instructions from the, from the throne strategies from the throne that he's going to want you to steward and do with things that he put in your hands. And it's going to be vitally important that you're not emotionally manipulated, that you're not uh, entangled with the yoke of bondage with the confusion or deception. And the only way, Only way you're going to be able to steward and keep it and do what he has called you to do is you're going to have to stay in his presence. That's Psalms 91. It's no other way around it. Deception is at an all-time high. Trust me when I tell you. It's at an all time high and it's coming. The voices are coming. The prophetic words are coming. The fake words, the real words, the fake words. And I'm telling you, and unless you have the spirit of the Lord and unless you have a close relationship with God, you're not going to know who's telling you to sow by the flesh or who's telling you to sow by the spirit. I'm telling you right now, hear what I'm saying. He, he that have an ear to hear, let them hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying right now. Because it's vitally important if he can't stop the wealth transfer, then he's going to get you to squander it on fake uh, people that are masquerading as angels of light. It doesn't necessarily have to be a church or a minister. It can easily be a friend. It can easily be a, a child, a loved one. It can easily be someone that just appear out of nowhere. And I've said this before: that all of a sudden, they're your friends. They came out of nowhere. They see that your lifestyle has changed. They seen that you are been have been elevated. They can tell from your lifestyle. So you have to be vitally impo- um. Uh, Vigilant, And you have to make sure that you pray for wisdom every single day, knowledge and understanding that trifecta, baby. I say wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, they go hand in hand. And a threefold cord is not easily broken. So let's talk about Joseph. So God is raising up Joseph, he said. And so let's talk about this as it relates to the cryptocurrency and as it relates to my dream that I had uh, regarding the wealth transfer that I'm going to share with you. I had this dream on July 4th. And I was not sure if I was supposed to share the dream or if I I had to pray into it. I had to make sure that I was supposed to share the dream. So I'm going to share the dream with you guys. And I'm also going to give you the interpretation of the dream. So um, the dream, here's the dream. It says, on July 4th, 2023, I dreamed about crypto coin. And this is how the dream went. I prayed, me, I prayed. And I asked God to show me a coin that I can get a quick return on within the next um, weeks or uh, you know, something that was coming soon, right? Um, seven days, and, it's, and this is what I dreamed about when I laid down that night. I dreamed I was in a place like a dealership, so to speak, but there was only two men I was working with. I was trading in my Land Rover SUV. In real life, I have a Land Rover SUV. Uh, for a brand new Nissan Sentra and the color was silver that was highlighted in the dream. This this Sentra was fully loaded. I'm talking about technology for days on end. It was fully loaded but I didn't have a clear accuracy on the price of it at first. I thought the price was $3,000 And I told him, why would I trade my car that is a better quality for this car? And my car I currently have is fully loaded as well and have a better value. This is what I was talking to the the, the two people about, the two guys about. They began to explain that the price was like $1,700, then like something around $2,000, right? After taxes. And it was only a lease for two years. And this car had a TV built in it that my car did not have. Now as they were saying this um prophetically in the dream I'm scanning the car with my eyes and I'm able to see all this technology in the car all this great these great things the sunroof I mean it was loaded and then I was able to see this big TV screen in the car on the dashboard like built into the um it was a big TV screen like not a flat screen like big, just a big TV screen which was odd it looked very odd in the car but it was in the car and I, and I thought, wow, only for $1,700 or $1,800 for a lease? I said, that price is really good. And I agreed to it, and the dream was over. There were some key points that stuck out in the dream. So I began to write this down. I said, okay, these the car can sometimes represent a ministry, right? Cars can sometimes represent a ministry, but not all the time. Sometimes cars can represent a business transaction, Okay, so let's go with that. Number two, it was le- the lease represented a temporary contract. Lease is something that is not permanent. It's not like a regular loan. It's something that is temporary, and you get rid of it and then you get another car or do whatever at the end of the lease, right? So we know that leases are temporary. And then number three, the color was silver, and I believe that color silver represented the coin, okay. And then number four, the amounts were 1700 to 2000 I believe that represented the price points. The two men talking to me represented God's angels and destiny helpers. Okay. I believe that those were angels talking to me, but I knew that God was going to still give me clarity on that um, by way of other people that would speak to me after this dream was over. I just knew that in my spirit for some reason. And then the other thing was, Looking inside the car and scanning the details with my eyes, seeing all the upgrades, it was fully loaded, represented prophetically seeing in spirit. Number seven, I was also able to see my current car in its color, which was blue. And number eight, being undecided at first represented me wanting to make sure I was making the right decision and my petition, and my petition, God, and, and me petitioning God for guidance. Number nine, the lease for only two years represented a short-term trade, which is what the trading in the car also represented. And number 10, the TV mounted in the car on the dashboard represented additional upgraded feature that my current car did not have. TV could represent what is to come. It tells a vision, television. And then the silver Nissan Sentra I saw vividly was smaller than my SUV, but had better the capacity of the investment, even though it was a short term investment or lease. What represents the silver in the cryptocurrency world? What coin? So that I was still praying into, praying into, praying into, praying into. And at first I thought it was, um, what was it? Um, um. BNB lion because of the silver and the two-tone colors of the BNB lion. And then as the more and more I kept going, I felt more peace with XLM. And then the crazy part, I was telling somebody, I said, um, in real life, I was telling somebody, I said the XRP is the gold in the crypto. And I said, XLM is the silver. And soon as I said that it hit me with the car, you know, I said that to myself as I was speaking it out, telling it to somebody else. So, I really feel like God definitely answered my prayer in terms of him showing me, he didn't just show me buying a car, but particularly I was trading in my car, trading in my car for a, um, um, something that was a better value. In other words, the, the Nissan Central wasn't uh, as expensive as my car, but it had a better value and it had a better return. Okay. So I really feel like that all those details in the dream represented God showing me that what I prayed about, he was showing me what I need to invest in and what I need to, um, basically, um, uh, what's coming. The thing, the, the current, the coin that was getting ready to come soon. Okay. And of course we see in the market that the coin is going up now. This is my interpretation of the dream, right? Not a financial advice for you guys. Take it to the Lord in prayer because if whatever God tells me, he told me, but at the same time, like I did, you have to pray into it because what, what silver, silver might mean another coin for you guys. Silver might mean something else. You know what I mean? So I'm just sharing that with you guys because I felt the Lord wanted me to share that. And um, all of the details in the dream, you know, the trading in the car, the the value, the technology. And I believe that was the technology of the coin, the utility behind the coin, too, as well, that that represented. And also the vision, television, the monitor inside of the car and just all those things. It was a business transaction, basically. And God was saying, OK, this is something. And this is a dream I had on July 4th, way before um, XRP won the the court case, which was on the 13th. So I feel like in my spirit that God wanted me to share this with you guys, take it to him in prayer, have, I mean, and let him direct you as to what you are to do with it. Now, I feel like too, um, I want to give you guys some kingdom perspectives as with this word. He wanted me to give you some kingdom perspectives and some wisdom. So kingdom perspectives that the Holy Spirit said was keep a consistent prayer life and get the word in you. Stay consistent and sincere and genuine. God is trusting you, trusting you with this end time movement of provision and release, spiritual promotion of authority. Some He's going to allow to get the transfer, then they will be saved. After see, the enemy thinks he got people, and people think they're gonna just run, but God is gonna uh, have an encounter with some people, and he's, and then He's still gonna get the glory with that money and with that investment and His return. And then also, God is strategic, a master strategist, right? Then some will get it and some will lose it. So let's look at Haggai 1 and 6. So Haggai 1 and 6, it talks about, um, you have so much and bring little. You eat, but do not have enough. You drink, but you are not filled with drink. You clothe yourself, but you are not warm. And he who earns wages earns wages to put into a bag with holes. So some people are going to veer off the path. Some people, unfortunately, that's just how it is. You know, everybody is not going to have the strength or have the, um, hear the voice of God. Um, sometimes, you know, we can, start off so good with God and then all of a sudden it takes a turn because the enemy is an opportunist. And I keep saying that again. This is why you want to make sure your heart is fully towards the Lord because the places in your life that Jesus is not Lord, he might be savior, you might be saved from hell, but the places in your life that you are not submitted to or his authority is not governed, that's what Lord means. It comes from the root word landlord, right? And it talks about governing and 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 something that governs you, right? Something that um, um, governs your life and gives you direction. And, and 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 basically the people that are not submitted to his lordship in certain areas of their life is where, where the problem is going to come in at. And that's the wisdom of God speaking. So you can be free in one area of your life and not free in another. Good example. You can be free. You can be a tither. You can be a sower or whatever in, in the kingdom, but then you are um, have not been delivered from emotional manipulation, from giving it all to your children or giving it all to your siblings or so your uncle to have a sad story coming. All these type of things that you haven't been delivered from in terms of other areas of your life, that's how it works. That's how he gets you. You might think you're strong in one area. That's why the Bible says, acknowledge him in all thy ways and he will direct your path. So you have to bring everything before him, even the friendships, even the relationships, even the new Um, the spouses and the children and all these things. And I talk about family because that's the closest thing to you. That's that's a stronghold, you know, for some people, you know, in terms of them being so like uh, emotionally tied that they can't separate the voice of God from the emotions. And that's huge. That is huge. I'm telling you. And unless you are walking with the Lord and you have the strength by his grace to do what he said, you won't be able to do it. So that is the wisdom of God. Pray for it consistently, he says. Psalms 91. Get into it, dive into it, wrap it, bind it around you and your family. Um, the secret place, stay in the secret place. That's the key to your survival, he said, in the times to come. The minute you disconnect, that's when you stray, he says. And we know this by the word of God. He says, apart from me, you can do nothing. But through him that gives you the strength, you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. And his grace is sufficient to bring you in, to bring you up and to bring you out and to help you to obey him. Not because we're good within ourselves, not because we can do things on our own. It's not about us, but it's his grace that rests upon us. Once we give it to him, then the grace comes and it empowers us to do the right thing. Because when you're not in under the grace and under the the direction of the Holy Spirit, it, your judgment is off. Your decisions are off. Your the choices you make are skewed. That's why he said you can do nothing without me. And he means when God says nothing, you can't even make a decision without Him. The right decision. I'm telling you, you have to be connected to the vine. That's why he say I'm the vine and we are the branches. And apart from me, you can do nothing. That is the word of the Lord. And I just wanted to share that with you guys. Again, if you want to opt in for more prophetic encouragement, text live free at 770-692-7751. That information will be in the description. It's free prophetic encouragement. It's not asking for money. It's not asking for (laughs) you to sow into anything. It's just whenever God gives me a word, I just want to be a blessing to the body of Christ and share it for whatever we may be going through at that moment. It's for all of us. The word comes from me first. So I'm, I'm, I'm a part of that word. So you guys have a super fantastic day. I hope this word has been a blessing to you. And he is saying in this season, in this in this time, that Josephs arise. The Josephs that have been on the backside of the mountain is now being pushed to the forefront and God is gonna put his seal of approval on these Josephs. And he is raising up Josephs in the families, to bring in a harvest of souls that the, for the end time movement. You be blessed, praying to the word. And again, thank you for tuning in and thank you for blessing me. And I'm praying for you guys. Have a good day. Bye, love.